This is episode two of the Nestrepreneur Podcast, produced by STEM Media. Let's get it. Listening to the Nesbypreneur Podcast, where we share information and inspiration to help make your dream become a reality. Do you have a big idea? Looking to take your business to the next level? Then look no further, you have come to the right place. And now, here's your host, Nehemiah Mabry. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the Nesbypreneur Podcast, and I am your host, Nehemiah Mabry. I intend to inspire, and so we're so happy that you joined us today. And I'm also very excited because today I have with me none other than the Dr. Maylene Murphy. Maylene, how are you doing? I'm great, Nehemiah. How are you? I'm doing just fine, just fine. <laughs> Dr. Maylene Murphy is the creator of NaturalChica.com, a leading natural hair and lifestyle site, which was started in 2009. She is a wife, mom, and an avid learner with interest in healthy living, wealth development, photography, and video production. She earned her PhD in material science and engineering from Georgia Institute of Technology in 2015. Dr. Maylene Murphy, first of all, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I can relate to that struggle. Oh, yes. It was, oh, I could probably talk for hours just about my graduate school experience. That was a journey, and I'm just so excited that I was able to, you know, complete and just really excited that that phase is over. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a huge accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so I also have to add to that introduction. I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and get the name drop out of the gate. That you and I actually uh, <laughs> actually kind of grew up together, did we not? Pretty much lived on the same mountain. Same mountain, same neighborhood. <laughs> Shout out to Mount Sharon. Hey. Um, and uh, we spent some time. Just, we went to the same high school for a year mm-hmm. and yep. a lot of things. And so this is awesome being able to um, just reconnect with you and see that you're doing so many things entrepreneurially. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. So before we get into, you know, the business per se, mm-hmm. can you just go ahead and give us a little bit more about your background? You, of course, got your PhD in material science and engineering. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us how you got into engineering, first of all, and kind of what led that? Sure. So um, at one of the high schools that I attended, um, basically, it was in Maryland. I had a guidance counselor who noticed that I had a strong interest in science and math, and she brought to me this opportunity. There was a summer program for high school females mm-hmm. interested in uh, in the sciences at the University of Maryland. And basically, I think it was like an eight-week eight week program. And what they did was basically introduce you to all of the different fields of engineering that they offered as majors there. Right. And so each uh, department had their special presentations. And I was really interested in the material science presentation because they were introducing this new material called shape memory alloys, which was really something hot back then, which was basically a material that could remember its shape based on the application of heat. Wow. And I could go deeper into that, but I won't. But basically, <laughs> it really caught my interest. Like, what? There are materials that could do this? Yeah. And so from that point, I was like really hooked 
um, onto, you know, trying to pursue a path in that area. Yeah. That's the short story. Awesome. And so you got <laughs> your undergraduate degree from. Yes. From University of Maryland. University of Maryland. Okay. College Park. College mm-hmm. Park. Terps. Terrapins. Yep. Go Terps. <laughs> cool. Cool. So when you were in college, you know, pursuing this path, were there any mm-hmm. extracurricular activities or hobbies that you were involved in? Oh, yes. So one of the things I loved about University of Maryland, they were a liberal arts institution. So they had basically anything that you wanted to get involved in, you could. So I was on the yearbook. I did photography. I was Mm -hmm. a part of the salsa club. And then I also had the opportunity to pursue student leadership in organizations like Nesby. I was PCI chair, pre-college initiative chair, and um, working with Society of Women Engineers and Mm -hmm. even the Materials uh, Science and Engineering Society. So I definitely had the opportunity to do a lot while I was there. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so you know about Nesby. Was that Region 2? Oh, of course. Region 2? Yes. (laughs) Two height? (laughs) Yep, that was us. (laughs) So um, when did you start? Okay, you started this phenomenal... um, site called natural chica as we said in the introduction and so i'm really curious when did you start to i guess maybe not there but when did you start to get the idea that maybe entrepreneurship is something you could do just kind of give me that early itch story so it's that question's kind of funny because i really feel like i stumbled into entrepreneur um, entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. um it's something i'd never really thought about so The reason why I even started my site was because I decided to stop relaxing my hair and embracing my uh, natural hair texture. And basically, I had a lot of friends in the area, which was Atlanta, because I'd started grad school at Georgia Tech at this time. Mm -hmm. And they were doing the same thing. And so they were telling me about other sites where I could go get, you know, inspiration and tips. And because I love journaling, I've been keeping a journal since like fourth grade. I thought, you know, creating an online journal would be something fun to basically document my transition to, you know, figuring out this natural hair thing. Okay. So when I started, it was really from the standpoint of, you know, I'm learning from others. I want to put my information out there as well as I'm learning, you know, to help encourage others who are going down the same path. And that's kind of how I started. But when I started, I really didn't know it was going to turn into something that I could actually make money from. Right, right. So, you know, that's that's excellent story to hear because you know i was talking to some undergrad undergraduate students today and mm-hmm. i was telling them how it's important to maintain your other interests and your other uh avenues and passions and hobbies because mm-hmm. you never know where they might lead so true yes so, true. so that seemed like that was the case for you this is just something you want to do on the side but then it ended mm-hmm. up being a, an actual business right that's exactly it wow wow okay well this next segment kind of getting into your business We're going to start Mm -hmm. asking you some of the, I guess, staple questions entrepreneurs get asked. And to start out, first, we're going to ask you um, your elevator pitch. And what this is, is for those who are listening, an opportunity for you to briefly share what your business is, what it's about um, on the time span that it takes for you to get on and off an elevator. So, Maylene, let's say I'm an investor. (laughs) I just love to give money away to hair care and and companies like yours and we just get on the mm-hmm. elevator together and so i turn over to you and i say hi so you're an entrepreneur what exactly do you do you would then say i run a natural hair and lifestyle brand called natural chica and i partner with companies in that space to help raise awareness about their products and services through the use of social, uh, social media wow 
So you have like 20 seconds to spare with that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so of course they would probably say, Oh, okay, cool. So they probably would exchange information. And uh, from there, hopefully some business could arise. Right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So, so my next question is this, um, what exactly is your business model and, or in other words, how exactly, if you could break it down to us, to the bare bones, how exactly do, mm-hmm. do you make money as a company? So with my company, I have various streams of income through different you know types of sources. And so one of my main ones is brand ambassadorship. So I am kind of the liaison between people looking, you know, for natural hair and living products and services mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the companies that are providing those services. So I partner with companies whose products and services I believe in and help spread the word um, to my online community that I've amassed, you know, through various social media platforms like Twitter, my site, YouTube, Facebook. There are so many I could go on. Um, right. But I also do social media campaigns uh, with companies. So that could be creating online articles, whether on their site or my own site, mm-hmm. and creating exclusive video content. And then I also create and host events that, you know, relate to the natural hair and um, lifestyle aspect. And then I'll, I also do speaking engagements. So mm-hmm. I have a wide variety of ways I generate income for my company because it is a one-man company right now. <laughs> or one woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah. One woman. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So <laughs> let me see if I can break this down then. So um, when you started your own natural hair journey, you started to post mm-hmm. these uh, videos and you had your blog. And so what actually happened is you began to get a lot of credibility and authority in this niche. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And so people, That's right. people start coming to you who are just interested in the same things as you trying to get tips and get insight into what you are experiencing and have learned about. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. It was a lot of networking in the beginning. I mean, when I started, I didn't even know if anyone was reading my site, but I just continued to post articles because it was just fun for me to do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, exactly. As I started to share more information, people started asking me questions, which made me feel like, okay, people are actually starting to pay attention now. Let me try and do something with this. Gotcha. Gotcha. So on the business side, then I guess, as companies look to, I guess, gain access to your audience and um, see how they can partner with you, did how did that happen? Did they hit you up first or did you start saying, hey, you know, I'm doing an event. Do you want to come and sponsor? How, how did that work out? So people actually um, started reaching out to me first and it kind of started with, hey, we have this product. Can you review it? you know, for your fan base. And so I did a lot of stuff for free in the beginning, just because, you know, I was interested in reviewing the products and, you know, seeing how it worked, you know, for my hair. Right. Um, so for a long time, it was mainly just based on people reaching out to me. And then I would also go to a lot of natural hair events as well. And so I would meet a lot of companies there. And so a lot of the connections were authentic as well. And, you know, we would see how we could work together from that point. But yeah, a lot of it was very... I, I don't know the word for it, but yeah, I, I would have a lot of people reaching out to me first rather than me trying to pitch to companies. Right. Myself. Very organic. Like, the, yeah, you, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to like oversell yourself or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. That is, that's the best. And I, and I'm really curious about this. How, just how did you balance engineering with this in the <laughs> process? Like you, I knew you were working on your PhD, right? but at the same time you were being, you know, you, you had your, your your grind going on with the natural chica. So how did you balance that? So one thing I learned early on in college um, when I was an undergrad, I learned that to be successful for me, I need a healthy balance. Like I have a very creative 
artsy side and then you know I have the really scientific side which also involves creativity but I always had to do something else besides just focusing you know strictly on my classes and that's the way I would do you know really really well so that's why I was in college I would do like salsa and photography and all this stuff so when I started grad school my first year all all I did was focus on my studies and I was reaching that point of burnout so fast Mm -hmm. and you know I had to remind myself you know the way you thrive is by you know pursuing your other interests and so Mm -hmm. me starting my website was a way for me to actually relieve stress in the beginning just by writing and just talking about something else other than my research and so it really works for me like that balance was easy to achieve because I needed it yes if that makes any sense no that makes a lot of sense and I can relate personally to that you know Mm -hmm. I'm involved in a number of things I used to act uh, I played the bass guitar and and mm-hmm. just like you I had my technical side and creative side and and one of the things you know stem media actually pushes is just the necessity of holding on to to both sides of of your brain so to speak left mm-hmm. and the right um but that's that's really cool that's really cool and I guess when you started to see that you know companies were reaching out to you and that there was a possibility for income um I'm really interested in the switch okay so at first it's a hobby Mm -hmm. and everything all the attention you get is just cool it's like you know regular social media but Mm -hmm. when you actually start keeping track of you know income and maybe Mm -hmm. invoicing and and doing a lot of the technical stuff can you explain i guess sort of how you got that process started from an organizational standpoint and even from a mental standpoint of, Mm -hmm. of starting to actually make money as a business Well, I'll tell you one thing. It was a very gradual process for me because along the way, I still wasn't sure if what I was doing was really a business. And I think it had to do with the fact that I wasn't really recognizing my value Mm -hmm. in the beginning. And so, you know, each step would be like, okay, I'm making money from here. Okay, now I'm making a little bit more money. But, you know, I'm still not really sure if this is just a hobby, like, and I'm still in school, like, I don't have the time to really dedicate fully to this. So, I wasn't really sure in what I was doing for a while. And so it was a very gradual process as far as like, you know, making sure I had to do, you know, the important things like, you know, getting an LLC, mm-hmm. uh, getting an accountant to help with my taxes, that kind of stuff. I did that kind of step by step. Okay. Um, there were so, there were so many different components, like creating a media kit with all your advertising information, mm-hmm. um, just setting up a system. It was really a gradual process. And I spent a lot of time, you know, on the internet, just learning each phase as I needed it, because there's still so much for me to learn even now. Um, and I've been doing this for over six years. Right. Um, you know, as my, my business starts to grow, especially now that I'm focusing on it full time for the first time, there's just so much to learn. So I'm realizing that you always have to learn wow. um, and apply new things to your business. Right. Right. So, so if you were to, I guess, start over again, what would be the literal, literally the first thing you would do? Um, would you get an accountant first? Would you become an LLC? What, what would you do first? First thing would be create an LLC okay. because taxes is such a huge, huge thing. And yeah, in the beginning, I did not have it set up right and it hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that would definitely be the first thing uh, I would do. Yes. And, and for our listeners, um, LLC is just gives you an opportunity to be recognized or basically perform what you're doing as a business so that you personally aren't liable exactly. for, for what's taking place. So LLC is one structure. Another structure is you could become a corporation. And there are a lot mm-hmm. of other things that uh, you could look into. But basically, you become organized officially um, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. first. Okay, and that's that's really important. There are a lot of resources um, that could lead us through that process. Um, but I am interested also in mm-hmm. a story that you know some may say it's a failure story or a disappointment or a challenge. That okay, now you decided that I'm actually a business. You start recognizing your value, and now you're you're more intentional about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is there any case where you actually attempted something that didn't quite work out right, but um, turned out to be a lesson? Could you tell us a story on that? Sure. So um, basically with the blogging community, when I first started out back in 2009, people at that time didn't really see blogging as a business. It mm-hmm. was more of a hobby. So when I started to realize my value and you know realizing that people were listening to what I had to say and I was generating income for other companies, um, you know, that's when I started, you know, proposing, uh, when companies would reach out to me to try to review products, you know, like, here's my fee. Mm -hmm. And companies right away weren't really trying to go with that program because (laughs) for so long, you know, basically everyone was doing this for free. And so I hit a lot of roadblocks in that aspect, but um, my husband actually really helped me to, you know, stay firm in that and just to realize that what I was providing as a service was of value. Mm -hmm. And so eventually, you know, that led me to be persistent and find companies that I could work with um, that would actually compensate me for my time and for my value. Yeah. So for a while it was kind of discouraging, like, you know, can I really make money from this? Cause no one really seems to want to pay bloggers, but Mm -hmm. just persistence has really uh, changed that. And overall, because a lot of people stayed, you know, uh, true to, you know, valuing their services, the blogging community as a whole has benefited from um, benefited from it right. in a large way. Like it's really seen as something serious now, which is great. Yeah. So you basically got in to this industry when it was still like in its infant stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> it took a while for people to actually respect it, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and, and I noticed that happens a lot whenever one decides to go out on their own and be an entrepreneur, um, not only for from a client's perspective, but also sometimes you know, your, your friends and your family are like, oh, you're not doing anything. <laughs> you think you're just kind of chilling at home, surfing the internet. Right. <laughs> but you're working. Like, you're working. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that, I mean, that's that's great. And, and we're glad to hear about that. Glad to support you and, in Thank any you. way that we can. Um, but now kind of going to kind of our third and final segment of this interview, this is where we are um, – really giving some takeaways and some nuggets that people can actually uh, take away and see if it works for them. And mm-hmm. so the first question I have on that is if you could share, um, all right, ideally if you were a blogger and you had this as a company and now you have it full time, what is your ideal um, daily structure? Like from, from starting off to shutting down for the evening, wh- what do you think is the ideal uh, structure of the day? Um, so for me, uh, since I'm a content creator as well, uh, I'll start off with email usually in the morning um, mm-hmm. to see, you know, what companies have reached out to me and, you know, whether I'm pitching to other companies. Um, then I'll usually uh, brainstorm ideas for content mm-hmm. and then probably schedule posts for social media, whether it's through my site or Facebook Um, If I'm working on a video at that time, I'll do some editing of uh, videos uh, throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then basically that's really it. A lot of time is spent just online since my business is an online site. And so I'll also, you know, use that time uh, throughout the day to, 
see what other topics are trending, um, see what new businesses are coming up. So there's a time for research as well right. online. But that pretty much sums up uh, what my day is, a typical day is like. Now, there are other days where I have to actually go out and shoot or mm -hmm. travel for events and things like that. But this is kind of really the typical day for me. Gotcha. So I've heard other people say, like, you know, they're really productive when it comes to content creation in the morning or before lunch. And then in the afternoon, they're better off, you know, networking or going out for, like you said, shoots or something like that. Have you found mm -hmm. that there's a certain <laughs> formula like that for you when it comes to creating and networking? Well, now that I have a baby boy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I find that I'm way more productive at night once he's gone down for bed because it's yes. my longest stretch of uninterrupted time. Yes. So definitely I'm I'm I can be a night owl. Yes. So uh, for our parents out there who are wondering if it's possible <laughs> to do this as a parent, as a spouse and even as a graduate student, you now have mm -hmm. someone as an example that shows that this is possible. <laughs> definitely. Oh, if I can do it. Please believe anyone can do this. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Great. So so here's an opportunity to kind of uh, imagine for a second with me, Maylene, that you mm -hmm. were able to go in the time machine. We had one right here, right. Well, right there, right next to you. And you could go in, <laughs> go back in time and actually see yourself or visit yourself for a short, brief period of time and give, let's say, yourself maybe about a year before you actually started really making money or doing something with this mm -hmm. business and you mm -hmm. could give yourself um some brief advice what would mm -hmm. you tell yourself and in other words what would you say to the person that's in that place right mm -hmm. now i would tell her to be more confident in her abilities to really value herself and what she has to offer to the world mm -hmm. and to not use the paths of others to really define success for her own life because what she has for her is for her Wow. Wow. I'm going to take that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it sounds like that's, that is, um, it's something internal, I guess, that you kind of got to switch on for yourself mm -hmm. because you can learn a lot of the, you know, how to's and the step by steps. Like you can get an accountant, you can go and start, fill out paperwork and all that. But I guess knowing what you have to offer and that confidence and confidence is, is very important. Am I right? Oh, certainly. And it's something that I have to remind myself of all the time. Even now, it's it's like a daily thing mm -hmm. because it's so easy to, you know, get distracted about um, by what others are doing and forget, you know, what your own purpose is because you're just focused on, you know, what others are doing in that space. So it's it's definitely something I keep close to myself and remind myself of all the time. Gotcha. OK, well, I want to get specific for a second and mm -hmm. ask you to share with us, if you don't mind, a particular book and or resource that helps you run just some aspect of your business more effectively. It can be an app. It can be, like I said, a book or just something that someone who may be in the middle of running their business might want to go check out. Okay. Um, well, one book I would really recommend is this book called Unstoppable by Cynthia Kersey. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because it's a collection of inspiring stories of people who are persevering and trying um, in order to achieve their purposes and their dreams. And I love the way it's written because it just seems like, you know, this regular person, regular ideas. And then at the end, you figure out, oh, this is the creator of CNN. Wow. Like, 
<laughs> so it's like <laughs> they are regular. It reminds you that everyone who achieves anything is a regular person. And so it inspires you to, you know, try to persevere and achieve your own dreams because basically anyone can do what, you know, they're inspired to do. Right. Right. Wow. And as far as far as resources, I know for me personally, I am someone who loves organizations. So Evernote has been like my number one organizational mm, tool. Mm -hmm. um, and I also love writing things down like physically. So I love Moleskin notebooks for writing down ideas so I can come back, you know, on this date. This is what I was thinking about. It's just a really great organizational tool as well. Always, always keep your thoughts. I, I know I, I've mm -hmm. definitely benefit from benefited from that. I used to really mm -hmm. hate writing, but now people see me with a notebook everywhere I go. And mm -hmm. so um, I don't know if you can relate, but I also often call it a manufactured epiphany. So if I have a good idea mm. at a time <laughs> that uh -huh. I wasn't really useful for me at that time i mean write it down uh -huh. so then when i'm going drawing a blank i can just go back to my notebook and say oh that's so true yeah. that is so true and it's also great for tracking your evolution yes i yeah i just i love writing i mean i i'm a journaler so yeah writing is definitely something i love to do great great so evernote if you haven't heard of it go check it out and can you say the name of the book one more time unstoppable by cynthia Curry. okay gotcha mm -hmm. <laughs> gotcha little <laughs> skins yep um you know, I just want to, before we kind of close up, let you know that I personally am just inspired by what you are doing, what you have doing. And I just remember, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but I just remember going through, uh, I think it was Walmart one day, looking at the cards. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was looking for a card for some event, and I picked up the Mahogany, which is the card, the, the brand of cards that feature a lot of uh, African-Americans on there and I saw your picture and I'm like, what <laughs> in the world? This is, is that Maylene? And like, I remember, I don't remember what the card was for, but I was so tempted to buy that card just to tell the lady, the cashier that I knew you. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just That's wanted them to funny. know, like well, before you scan that, I just want you to know that like, Hey, we live in the same neighborhood growing up. Um, oh just want to put that out there. <laughs> but that is too funny. That's when I was really, um, you know, really just, amazed at what you were able to accomplish at that point and i just knew that okay you know this is this is definitely something possible um i knew you were pursuing your graduate degrees your mm -hmm. phd but yet and still regardless and this is for our listeners regardless of what you have going on or how consumed you may be mm -hmm. um you know if you just organize and prioritize um yes it is possible yes it is possible definitely great well um we've come to the the end sadly of this interview of this episode but before we go I, I would like you to kind of just go ahead and share with our audience um how they could find out more about what you do um mm -hmm. maybe even a little spill about um something along the lines of, of natural hair but also conclude with a um a quote of yours one of your favorite quotes that we could take with us sure so if you want to find more about what i do you can visit my website at naturalchica.com and that's chica with c-h-i-c-a and if you search natural chica on twitter facebook i can be uh, be found there as well and i don't know about a natural hair tidbit but i will say if you want healthy hair it starts from the inside so diet is very very important you want to make sure you're eating healthily mm. um, and because everything on the inside shows on the outside and as wow. far as an inspirational quote, I love this quote by Arthur Ashe. Um, he says, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And that's really what it takes 
this is me now. This is really what it takes to do anything in life. You really just have to start somewhere and definitely just do, you know, little tidbits and you'll never know how um, that can grow into something big, bigger than you could ever imagine. Well, there you have it. Um, straight from Dr. Maylene Murphy herself. Um, Maylene, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and to share some of the insights from your business. I'm sure that uh, we'll have many people that follow you as a result of this episode and uh, just continue to keep up the good work. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Not a problem. Not a problem. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. We do have the show notes available for you. Feel free to go over to stimia.org, click on podcast, and there you can find the show notes link right under the broadcast. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love for you to come and join us again next time. In the meantime, please do us a couple of favors. One, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or any other platform you might find us on. And two, rate and leave a positive review so we can know what you think of the show. And finally, spread the word. Tell your friends and family that they can join us right here on the Nesbypreneur Podcast.